Hey, you're listening to Drawing the Line. I'm Roman McCutcheon. And I'm Brad Reeves. And today we're going to talk about relationships. This is just the beginning, probably Relationship 101, but there's lots more to come. Let's get started. Episode 8, Brad. And... I, the idea of episode eight is relationships, and I'm, I'm have we have a whole lot of things we're, we're discussing before we even start, right? And so right. there's like this multitude of ways to go into relationships, but I think it's important that we start now on this whole relationship journey because this is going to span, you know, it's not going to be like relationship part one, part two, part three, or whatever, but like the the over, the like overarching theme, at least for I think the holiday season for us is going to sort of revolve around relationships because I, I think it's important to start talking about it beforehand because, I mean, the relationships that you have with people tend to either, you know, make or break sometimes in the holiday season. And it's not necessarily right. you buy somebody a gift or whatever, but like you're around that weird aunt or uncle that like you haven't seen in a while or... You know, there's, I don't know, there's like sometimes these weird feelings that come up and you're like, maybe I need to mend some of these bridges because you're sitting at home and there's nothing to do because it's cold outside and you don't want to go outside. So you have all this time to yourself. Well, we're in a particularly sort of stressful uh, year, right? Yeah. I mean, this is not a, this is not a normal year and, and all those things can be true. I think of the holidays mm-hmm. in a, in a typical year. Oh yeah. And and now we've got, not only is it, is it 2020 and it is what 2020 is, but it's a election season too. Mm. It's uh, we got a lot of stuff going on right now. I think I want to make sure that people, um, you know, that we almost take a little bit of a step back. Hopefully you've enjoyed uh, and folks have enjoyed the stuff we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks, you know, the last mm. couple of episodes dealing yeah. with morality, biblical morality, and some of these more, I will say they're more intellectual and esoteric debates, uh, maybe on theological matters. It's not that they don't have practical implications. They definitely do. And I think a lot of, hopefully, our focus has been um, on those applications. But I think with relationships, this is really getting to the heart of what I know you and I both care about. Um, And here's, here's what I mean, is that, you know, I think when you're when you're talking about Christianity and how to walk and live as a Christian, it is not just about how you have the intellectual furniture in your head arranged. Right. It's not just about intellectual assent to the right theological maxims. Because if you could have all that, mm-hmm. and then if you are not if it's not playing itself out in real action in the way you're treating the people around you, the the people closest to you or, or the people you run into, if it doesn't have an impact, then do those beliefs even matter? We could argue about them all day long, sure. right? Yeah. Or we could agree about them all mm-hmm. day long. But if it's not actually changing us or, or at least impacting the way that we treat other people in relationships, what's it doing? Yeah, and... You know, I, I, I love that thought because it's, you know, I, I, I think I mentioned this or we both maybe mentioned it a little bit in the last episode was that like on a lot of these things, you can get really technical, like really nitpicky on a whole lot of different things. And I think that tends to push people away. Like it, there's always that guy that's like, well, technically speaking, and everyone's like, please just be quiet. And and I think that as you know, like, you know, when we're getting into all these topics or whatever that um, I mean, you can do that, I guess, but. 
that tends to push people away. It doesn't tend to, you know, I think really have the relationships that you would like to continue to blossom. It may, it may become more like this, this stagnant pool that, you know, kind of becomes gross over time because you decided to become technical instead of just letting things kind of freely flow. Well, and I think we're talking about sort of the difference between a faith that is primarily intellectual, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And, and then a faith that is primarily practical. And, and it's not that the, that the intellectual framework, the things that we believe, the things that we know, the things that we have faith in, it's not that those don't play a role. I mean, that's what we've been talking about those things for several weeks. Yeah. But maybe we're turning the corner just a little bit to talk about some much more practical practical things like you said you know what how do you deal with family how do you deal uh with with friends um particularly as the holidays are coming yeah coming and up. so you know Brad you had kind of mentioned this before we started about the idea of the relationships that you are actually like the the I guess the, I don't know, hello, my name is whatever, but you can replace your name with the relationship name that you would have, like brother or sister. Oh my gosh, yeah, just think about, so like, I mean, if you're driving, don't do this, but as long as you're not driving, you know, if you just close your eyes and and you sit there for a minute and you think about yourself, think about the sort of the very first relationship you had, the relationship of, of being a child, mm-hmm. um, you know, to your parents, being a son, being a daughter, to your parents. Um you know, you can think about what, how you, how you saw your place in relation to them, how they saw you, the positives, the negatives there. Maybe you had a brother, maybe you had a sister, uh, your relationships with your siblings. Um, and then as you grow, you can think about relationships that you built with friends, uh, maybe with, uh, with extended family, with aunts, uncles. Maybe you were fortunate enough to have relationship with uh, grandparents. So you were, you were a grandchild. You were a nephew, you were a niece, and then, you know, you go to school, you're a student, you have a, you had teachers, um, you had uh, friends at school, and then you grow up and, and you have, uh, you know, you have even, even more teachers and even more friends. And then, you know, you start to maybe have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and then you have a partner, you have a, maybe a marriage partner and, uh, and then maybe you have kids. Now you're a parent. Now, and, and just think about all the different ways. All right, you can open your eyes. <laughs> you, you think about all the different ways, all the different roles you play. Like you said, hello, my name is, you know, it's it's different. Whatever the, the metaphor you want to use, it could be right. a name tag. It could be different hats that you wear. But so you think about it's almost overwhelming if you stop for a minute and think about all the different roles you play and, and how you're playing these roles simultaneously, particularly as you as you grow up and oh, grow yeah. up towards middle age, mm-hmm. where you know you, you're not only still a child, you know, to to parents, but now maybe you're a parent of children, or you you have, uh, or you have uh, adult siblings, right? Yeah. And then you have uh, you know maybe your kid, maybe you have you have nieces and nephews and. You know what role do you play in in all of these people's lives? Maybe you're a teacher. You're you're no longer just a student, but now you're teaching and you're mentoring and you're bringing people along. Mm-hmm. So once I think when we're talking about relationships, I don't want to think. I think you said at the end of last week in the teaser, it's certainly not just about like husband wife type of thing. Yeah, like relationships is way broader than I think we might first uh, grasp when we just say it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I mean. And you, you just, you know, you 
listed off. I mean, I mean the um, a multitude of relationships that that almost every person has, and you know, sometimes when I think, especially youth in general, when I say, "All right, we're going to talk about relationships," they immediately think like boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. Right now, I'm earning my money. Right, we're talking about relate. That's what they think you're you're here to do. Right, yeah, is and- to, to warn them or to teach them about. Uh, you know, like romantic relationships. Yeah, and and it, that's just like yes, that that's an important. Those are re- important relationships that you're going to have, but that's just like one of many. And and I think, however, at at the foundation of of your boyfriend and girlfriend relationship, or the foundation of your your husband and wife relationship, the foundation of those should be the exact same foundation that you have with almost every other relationship. And and what I mean by that is, um, I don't know the 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 simple good Christian, I go to church all the time, answer is God, right? And and yes, that is absolutely true. And I'm not trying to downplay that or whatever, because I believe that, but sometimes it just gets left with that answer. Like, oh, well, just God's your foundation, but, but you don't like... Yeah, what does that actually yeah, mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? And to to bring us full circle or to or to make this maybe even more circular, I was thinking about, we've gone back to Genesis several different times, you know, yeah. in, in the first seven episodes of the podcast. So I'll do it one more time, right? If you go back to Genesis, you know, chapter one, verse one, the, the very, very beginning, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? Very first verse of the scripture. So the the heat without getting, I guess, too, too deep into this, the, the Hebrew word there for God is Elohim. In the beginning, Elohim. Mm-hmm. And Elohim is this plural word and and it's used various times in the old testament you know god has a number of different names there's the name yahweh there's these very strong sort of singular names but there's this plural name and and many christian commentators have noted that in the beginning it uses this plural referent to to identify the creative force and that that is in a way, sort of forecasting or identifying the the Trinity, yeah. And and so, w- without getting into the the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, uh, talking too much about that, another way to read that first verse, if you really think about it, is that in the beginning, relationship, in the beginning, mm. the creative force that created the heavens and the earth came out of a relationship. Hmm. It came out of a God and and not just like a, a single God, but it was, there's some, there's a relationship that's involved. Mm-hmm. And again, we can talk more about the Holy Spirit and this process of kenosis of the father and the son and the Holy Spirit all emptying out and right. how they're in relationship, but that there's something going on that is really at the foundation of the universe of creation itself where relationship is very, very important. It's somehow everything was birthed from there. So um, relationship and, and to, I guess, come all the way to, you know, how, where did, where did we come from? I mean, in a very real sense, where did we come from? We came from uh, the fact that our parents we're in a relationship together, right. right? Yeah. And 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 they're and they loved each other, you know, hopefully. And as a result of that, we're here biologically. Yeah. Right? So you think about if it were not for that initial 
creative relationship or that initial relationship that created the universe. And if it were not for our parents in a very practical sense coming together, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully because of love, yeah, that we wouldn't exist. We wouldn't be on the podcast talking or, right. or maybe you'd be talking by yourself on the podcast <laughs> right. or I would be talking. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's the butterfly flick, Brad. We never know. That's a, <laughs> no, but I, no, absolutely. I mean, that, uh, so I am a millennial Christian, so therefore I know what Enneagram is and I am, I have, I really enjoy the idea and the concept of, of, of Enneagram. Brad, I'm confident or maybe, I'm, I'm, you know what Enneagram is. Oh, right? absolutely. Okay. All right. So I'm not a millennial. I'm a Gen X. Yeah. It's, and edge, edge of Gen X. And that's okay. There's no judgment here. Um, and, 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 but actually I kind of like that. I, I like the idea that, um, especially relationships in, in my, in my Enneagram threeness, um, the idea of being, um, in like having like, kind of like you were saying like different hats, yes. right? Like I'm, I'm really, that's me. That is wholeheartedly who I am. Not the idea that like I completely change who I am, but like I enjoy being able to, um, what's the word? Probably find ways to interact or, or or have things in common that's what i'm looking for things in common with the people so like to someone who you know fixes cars i will talk shop or whatever but to someone right. who you know is i mean a fellow minister like let's bible it up you know and and but right. that is the kind of stuff that i'm about and so you know when, when we get into this this idea of the different relationships that we have you know e- even coming from like a singular point um is is for me like I believe it, but it's difficult for me to just like wrap my head around. I guess just just because not not that it's not true and right. not that I don't believe it, but because it's I live I guess for myself, and I don't even know if I'm saying this well or explaining it well, but like I because I use like to use my hands and I and I'm, you guys can't see my hands, right? So. Right, we can hear them though. Right, right. you probably can. <laughs> um, so the I really hope you can't hear my hands. That would be bad, but. Uh, the the idea that you know I'm so into having all these different relationships yeah. that like me being just like one thing is really scary because I don't know that I could be just like accepted into all of those that I've like carefully you know sort of put together and that almost sounds like I'm really manipulative but that's not that that's not like intentional I think that's just kind of how I process things right and so I I and well how, tell me your process. To, to do that um, because I, I I've seen I've sort of seen you do this I've seen this in action and I think this this is a skill set that is particularly uh, uh, well adapted for dealing with teenagers for instance right right like when you when you meet somebody what what sort of mode are you in if, if you're working to because let's just say it this way with relationships um, they're important we're I think hopefully we've established that they're important, right? Yeah, absolutely. But there, there's there's many many ways relationships can go right, but there's probably a million different ways they can go wrong. Oh yeah. So when you are approaching a, a new relationship to to make a connection with somebody, what is it that you do? Mm-hmm. What sort of mindset are you in when you are first meeting somebody, um, and and you're trying to forge those connections? Um, I kind of I. Lauren, my wife, actually kind of told me that I go into this like Sherlock Holmes mode. And I never realized that until 
I was having conversations with her as like I was trying to woo her into dating me into this beautiful courtship. Such <laughs> an old-fashioned word, but it's perfect. I love the, the woo, woo her. Right. And so I I was pointing out little things here and there that she does, and she was like, no one's noticed that before. And I was like, oh. And so she then has watched me do that with other people that I'm first mm-hmm. meeting. And so apparently, not wooing, just not with wooing. Other no, no, I don't. Right. I don't woo. I'm just trying else. to keep you keep you uh, out of trouble here. Go ahead. I appreciate ahead. that. So the, the the idea here is that like, let's just say for instance, like I'm meeting a teen for the first time. Yes. And um, one of the things that I really am, I don't know, I try to be intentional about is focus on the things or the things that they speak on. Um, also have a way to sort of try to intentionally talk about broad subjects in, in many different ones quickly within like jokes and keeping things light and then you can watch their expression when you go into things like sports and if they don't really react or whatever you pretty much know immediately if that's what they're about but then if you go into like Star Wars and they're like hey have you seen the Clone Wars because I've seen all 15,000 episodes or whatever right. like okay well then let's go down that rabbit hole and right. though I may not be the biggest Star Wars fan um, I know enough I enjoy it enough right. that um, I, I get into this like question asking mode because people really enjoy talking about the things that they enjoy. And so if I can keep the conversation within a, within the realm of what I know that they like, I get to learn. And then from there I can continue a conversation maybe that we have later. Now here is something. So I, like I said, the reason why I asked you that question, we didn't plan for me to ask you that question. It's because I, like I said, I have witnessed you do that, but here's another piece. Here's what I think is going on. Maybe like one level down or what's driving that because I think there is, um, perhaps a manipulative way to do this. Let's say if I'm, if I'm a used car salesman, I'll just use that sort of example, right? You can sort of do the same thing. You see that, you know, I pull up in my, you know, in my sort of beat up Jeep and, and you look and you see what bumper stickers I have. You look and you see what shoes I've got on. You look and you see what, you know, ball cap I have on mm-hmm. and you use all that as a way to sort of identify what might be commonality between us oh, yeah. so that we can engage on subjects, mm-hmm. many different subjects to create connections all for the purpose of selling you a new car. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but what I have witnessed, and this is what I mean about there's something going on below the surface, or maybe I would say even fueling yeah, sure. what the, those interactions is that, uh, you seem to me to, to actually have a genuine curiosity about the people oh, on yeah. the other side of that. Oh, right. Yeah, definitely. Like it, it, to me, to me, you can feel it. Like you can feel it when a salesman or, or right. saleswoman or salesperson is really, you know, when there is an agenda there. Oh, yeah. And at the same time, you can feel it when somebody is genuinely asking you a question and they want to hear the answer. And it's not just so that they can talk again. Oh, sure. Or it's yeah. not just so they can utilize that answer. Mm-hmm. But they're actually interested in you and what you're about and what you're interested in. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And, and I've, and I've noticed, and this is through like just experience, I guess that, um, kids like to be liked. I mean, everybody likes to be liked, but especially like 
you know, this, this high school age group enjoys being liked by adults. They like it when adults actually show a genuine interest in them that aren't, and, and, and I guess I can say that aren't their parents, even though they obviously like it when their parents like them. No, but that's absolutely true. They need people who are not that sort of direct bearing down on them, ultimate authority figure mm-hmm. to acknowledge them, to see them. Yeah. To, to like them, like you said, to, to take interest, genuine interest in them. Yeah, and so you can, and I obviously, it, 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 there is a, you know, as, as a youth minister, there's, I, I'm not trying to like sneakily find a way to have conversations about Jesus all the time, but that's always there in my head, you know, and subconsciously, I guess not subconsciously, I'm not like intentionally like, oh, I'm going to learn that this kid is like really into sneakers. So like, we're going to find a way to talk about Kanye, which then talks about his Sunday morning service, which then leads me to be able to talk about, um, you know, how can, you know, how can we bring something like that into what your life, bring something into your life. That's not, that's not necessarily like my end goal, you know, all the time. Sometimes it is because I think it's necessary. And I think at some point in every relationship that you have, that should be an end goal at some point, but not, not all the time. Like right. I wouldn't say that like, because you're a Christian, you should constantly, every time you meet someone be like, all right, this conversation is going to end with me trying to save this person. Like, I don't, I don't, to me that just one, it's going to come off at some point that that's the, that's your, that's all that's all you're going for. And you don't, you're not going to seem genuine kind of like you were saying, right. It's going to come off at some point and it might come off way earlier than you maybe think that it does because it may just, you may feel a little, uh, or they may feel a little smarmy. Sure. I don't know if that's the right word or not, but they may (laughs) feel a little icky smarmy. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't feel right. You know, I mentioned that there's just, there's so many different ways that relations can go wrong or, 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 or uh, get started on the wrong foot. But I think about, you know, I had a, a time in my life where I worked somewhere uh, for a number of years and I developed a lot of work relationships, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. sort of, I, I think, you know, starting sort of talking about uh, teen relationships, I, I, I mean, we change, yeah. but there's parts with the change, but then we don't change too. Like oh, we sure. all want to be liked, right? Yeah, absolutely. We, we want to have friends. We mm-hmm. want to make connections with people. You know, some of us are introverts. Some of us are extroverts. Um, you know, some of us have different Enneagram numbers around the wheel. Oh yeah. But that there's, there's, we have a need. I believe we all have a need for connection. We all have a need for relationship. And so anyway, back to my quick story, you know, I was at this job for seven years and I made uh, just great relationships. And one reason is that it was a very difficult and stressful job. And so I think I made such close connections because there were other people that were doing that same stressful job. I mean, their jobs might've been slightly different than mine, but we were all sort of in it together. Yeah. And there were people at various levels. There were people that were, you know, above me, they were my, my bosses and the people I, um, you know, had to answer to, and, and then I had people that were, you know, slightly senior to me or people that were on my same level, people who were below me. Here's, here's my point is that I decided after about seven years that it was not sustainable for me to remain in that job. Yeah. And, and so I decided to leave. And so when I told people I was leaving, it was, it was such an amazing crucible because here's what I mean is that. I always thought sort of in my heart that some of those relationships were real and were, you know, were meaningful Mm -hmm. and they were connections. 
And then some of them I felt like, you know, I just have this feeling that the only reason I have this relationship is because I happen to be here right. <laughs> in this job or at this time or because I help this person or because you know the, I help this person make money or I'm sure. you know I I serve a purpose mm-hmm. for them right and it was incredible that the moment it was like the moment they knew I was leaving so that for all of those people I would no longer on a day-to-day basis interact with them at that job and I would no longer for a lot of those people help them make money anymore yeah. or work for them or produce work I would no longer be productive for them yeah it was like it was like some sort of uh you know some sort of curtain was pulled back because it just proved exactly what I had been feeling and thinking yeah. which is that some of those people they didn't care about me at all. But what was amazing is that the people where deep down, it's like I knew this. I had this deeper sense that some of these people really cared about me. And they they truly had no reason to care about me once I left, unless they really did. And there's those people, and this is eight, nine years later, I still have very, very close relationships with a number of those people. And it was those people that when I went through that, I knew, okay, the relationship that we built over time was real. Yeah, it was real, and it survived. Um, you know that that part of me no longer being able to sort of d- do anything tangible that would help them. It was mm-hmm. just okay. Now we just have a relationship that's not based on work. Yeah, and you know it's funny. I see. So I, I there's always I think there's people there's different types of people. Obviously, we that's that's a given. I probably didn't even need to say that out loud, but I in. You know, for me, in, in thinking about what what you're saying is, um, my wife is someone who really enjoys going and seeing people that she knows. Doesn't matter where they are. She's like, if we're taking a trip somewhere, she's like, oh yeah, we can swing by and see them, or oh, right. you know, and it's like, oh, it's only like ten hours out of the way. Like, no, right. um, <laughs> I am not that person, but she is, and and it's what's so funny is that, um. Like the other day, Lauren's like, oh, I got to, I'm just going to, I got to get a card for so-and-so because they're getting married. And she's like, oh, but I'm also, I'm going to get a card for this person because I haven't talked to them in a while. And it's my first thought, and this is, this is showing how different we are. But my first thought was, they haven't written you. They haven't called you. haven't texted you. Like why all of a sudden you're going to write a letter now, you know? Yeah. And, and, and Lauren really, it's, she's so, so good at this is like maintaining those relationships because she genuinely cares and, and for her, it, it doesn't really, she's, it doesn't matter what that other person is doing or how, not I say what, not that what, what, what the other person is doing, but like how, if they're really trying to stay connected or not, right, how responsive they've been or when the last time they reached out, like yeah. it's, it's not some sort of cosmic game where you have to figure out who's next and yeah. reaching out to the other person. And I, I have found, I found myself like really envious of her mindset because I mean, one, it would, I would probably be such a nicer person. <laughs> like I would be, I would have a lot less, um, maybe I don't like anger is the wrong word. Cause I'm not like angry at people, but like maybe bitter or something like that. Just yeah. like, well, they're not talking to me. Like, why aren't they trying to reach out to me? And it's a very selfish attitude to have. And I'm like realizing that like, as I'm, you know, going through this process of like seeing Lauren be kind and yeah. generous and, um, and it's very humbling. And, but also so nice that I have a, a, a wife that's like really about that. Well, do you have friends? Cause, cause you raise a really good point because I sort of have d- different types of friends. 
to me, sort of like the 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 friends that are kind of the closest are those that they do come to mind. Like I'll listen to something on a podcast. I'll I'll watch a movie. I'll read a book. Something will happen to me. I'll see a meme mm-hmm. and I'll think of them. Right, oh, and yeah. I'll send it to them, and and we'll connect. And it's and you know, it may have been a long time since we've connected, but it's like if I talk to them or if we trade messages, it's like it's like no time has passed. You've heard, I'm sure you've had right. that experience. And, yeah. um, but yet there's other people where it feels a little different, right? Where it's like, it's like if you hear, if they hear from you or it's sort of like, well, where, 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 you, where you been? I haven't heard from you in a while, right. you know, where you sort of get a little bit of the guilt trip there. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that's just a, it's be, maybe it's cause people are wired differently. Right. Like you said, you yeah. know, like, like Lauren and you are wired differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not the best person at, at keeping up. I would say my, my strategy is completely random. Yeah. It's just completely, I might think about you and, and, and I, you know, we talked about something seven years ago and then I just, you know, hit you up and be like, Hey, yeah. I just ran into this and I thought about you, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's definitely not systematic. Yeah. I think about like, like I'll be on Facebook or whatever and I'll see like somebody I went to high school with and you know, I don't keep up with like not in, not really like continuously talk to basically anyone I went to high school with for the most part. And then like, I'll see something that happened and like one of them will have like a baby or somebody will get married or like one of their kids will have on a ridiculously hilarious costume or their kid does something really funny. And it's like, I would want to comment and be like, holy crap, this is, this is like, that's so funny. Like I'm, you know, how are things going? How's life going? And then I, and then I think, and I have that like doubt for a second in myself and I'm like, oh, this is going to be weird. Maybe like, why is he messaging me? And then it's like, oh no, I don't know that I can handle the idea of them like thinking that I'm weird. Which maybe th- I think is a three thing that whole enneagram going back to enneagram again. Well, but. isn't it what what we're talking about right here? Just just even in this discussion, I think what we're pointing out is that relationships are complicated. Oh yeah, right, and and can be messy. Going back to all the different hats or name tags, mm-hmm. all the you know we I, I I asked everybody to close their eyes and sort of think how how they sit in all these different relationships, and as they've grown, as they've gotten older, they've taken on you know put on new hats and new name tags and are different relationships. But guess what? That's happening with all of your friends oh, yeah. all around you the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, so there's this phenomenon that will happen too. Like you'll run into somebody. Has, the, has this happened to you where you run into somebody that you knew 10 years ago, right? Oh, yeah. And you, you haven't seen them, but you run into them and you recognize that you are like, in a different place. Oh yeah. Than you were 10 years ago, but that, you know, for whatever reason, life circumstances or something else, they are like in the exact same place, right? Right. Like they're still sort of cracking the same jokes. And I don't mean like throwback humor. I just mean like all the same things are still funny to them. Oh yeah. They're still doing the same stupid stuff that, you know, you did at 18 or 20 or 25 or you know what you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's there's something that feels strange in those situations. And I think it is because that people change mm-hmm. they are, or people are supposed to change. We're supposed to change. We're supposed to grow. And if we are doing that, that can create and, and if other people are doing that at the same time, mm-hmm. that creates com- complexity. Oh, oh yeah. Right. It, it creates complexity. I mean, that's, I mean, what is the divorce rate 
50 oh percent it's up there yeah I, I mean again we're not we're not focusing in on marriage but i think one of the primary things that can happen in a marriage is that you have two people who obviously are going to change yeah they're obviously going to change and so the question is as they change after five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 25 years, as they change, are they changing sort of parallel to each other? Again, I'm using hands or like, like we need a whiteboard, we need an audio whiteboard here, but are they changing on a track together? Yeah. Like if there's something that is changing your mind and causing you to rethink things, are you just experiencing that alone? Or is your partner experiencing that along with you? Are you sharing that with them? Mm-hmm. If things are happening with them that are causing them to change and rethink things, are they keeping that to themselves? Or yeah. are they sharing that with you? And I, I mentioned that in, in terms of you, you know a, a marriage partnership, but that happens with all types of relationships that people people change. We are oh, not yeah. static individuals in, in a relationship. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I... I think about growth and how, uh, for the most part, growth is, you know, it's, it's a quintessential part of life. You are, you are going to grow in some direction at some point. And sometimes, like you were saying, those points are, you know, with you and whatever relationship that you're in, sometimes those, that growth is, they're going on the same lines and sometimes they intersect and sometimes they're opposite. And I would also like to say that just because sometimes the growth is that the lines aren't going the same way doesn't necessarily mean that like that's bad. Like if the lines are sometimes going in opposite directions, that doesn't mean that's a bad thing. No, no. You're exce- I'm, I'm so glad you pointed that out. But if there's no communication. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if there's yeah, yeah. no communication while those things are going on, mm-hmm. um, that's, I think that's how you can have somebody that you were very close with and then you guys without communication yeah. could be on two completely different tracks. And when you meet up again, you can, you realize, wow, we have like nothing in common mm-hmm. and, 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 or I have, I have moved in this direction and they have moved in this direction and it's, you know, a reconnection becomes very, very difficult. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I just, I think about friends that I've had that, you know, I've done something dumb and you know the relationship has kind of fallen apart or it's gone in different directions like we're talking about and you know i've tried to come around and and like make an attempt to mend that and they've you know th- that person maybe has been like full of grace and, and and mercy or whatever but still in that moment it's like hey we're not on the same we're, we're not on the same path right now and maybe at some point we can come back later and and and, and try to connect again but not right now and as and as difficult as that may be to hear, or it, in all honesty, this is a true story. I mean, like it was to hear from me. That doesn't mean that that was a bad thing. In all honesty, it was. I'm kind of glad that, that person was like self aware enough to like make that statement because if we, if we were to like, if, you know, you're trying to force that, then it could just become worse and worse. And then that's like, I'm not like, yes, I've 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 you know, I've been able to forgive so and so for whatever they've done, but that doesn't mean I'm ready to like 
you know, make this, you know, reconnection again and like try something new. And, and, and that sounds probably a lot like I'm talking about like a, like a weird breakup or something, but that's not necessarily true. We've all been hurt by friends or family. Well, you, you talk about a breakup, you know, one of the things that will happen when relationships, you know, I said there's a million different ways they can go bad. One of the things that happens when a relationship goes bad is that you, you will stop naming people. You will dename the either dename them or you will stop saying their names. So you notice how many times when when people uh, break up, whether it's a boyfriend or girlfriend or whether it's a marriage, they won't actually say their name. They'll say my ex. Oh yeah, that's my ex. I mean, notice what's happening when you don't even name somebody, or or let's say it's not a romantic relationship, but just somebody with whom there's been some sort of a falling out, mm-hmm. right? How their name doesn't get brought up, and, and it's because if their name is said there's like instant emotion oh, yeah. and feeling or you talked about the holidays family members maybe there's a family member that it's like their name doesn't even get brought up right right like yeah. so, something doesn't even get mentioned and it's because if it does everybody you know the sort of the the air goes out of the room right mm-hmm. and everybody's blood pressure starts to go up so i think what i know we're we're, we're sort of spitting out a lot about relationships, I think maybe what we wanted to do a little bit for this episode is to talk about maybe how to think about or how how we process relationships yeah. with other people. Like what how how should we view relationships in, you know, trying to look at relationships maybe like like Jesus did or, or in, in the way, a, a, a more biblical way or right. a, 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 just a, a different way or, or a way to look at relationships that actually helps us, helps mm-hmm. us process some of the complexity like I was talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Some of the real complexity that can come up uh, in relationships and some of the difficulties, like because, because there's so many different ways relationships can go wrong, how do we address that? And the, does the Bible give us any help? Does it, does experience give us any help? What, you know, what are some things uh, we're sort of learning together about relationships? Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I've mentioned Philippians two like a hundred million times already, but I don't want to use it today, even though I think we could, and it is a good one to go to. Um, I think personally, I, you know, the, it's funny that we're, we're, we're recording this a little bit earlier in the week than we normally would. And it's actually on a Sunday and, um, you know, we had already planned to do relationships or whatever. And, and, and I had some things that I, that I, that I kind of wanted to bring up. And then, you know, I think here comes God and he's like, okay, cool. Here's this sermon that you're going to hear this morning. And it's going to say basically everything that you want to say, but it's going to be said way better. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I, I mentioned that to the, to the minister, um, yeah. on the way out this morning, I mentioned <laughs> that, that he already, uh, you know, he, he stole the podcast topic for today. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah. I mean, and, and it was, it was so good. And he, and he talked about so many good things and he used first Peter three. Um, I think, yeah. First Peter three. And, um, I'm just going to read starting in verse, uh, eight, um, just eight and nine. Uh, finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. And, you know, if, if you took the, if you took two people 
and you said, this is how you're going to live your life. And if they both did that without question, without doing any wrong, I would assume that their relationship would be perfect from just these two verses. Here, let me add this one on top of it. So we'll talk, uh, we'll talk about both of these at the same time. This this is back uh, to Romans 12. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. I mean, yeah, and that's good stuff. I mean, like, that's like, okay, you want a solid relationship? Here, eat this. And it and it and it's not always going to taste good. That, that's the thing, and that's why I wanted to add the, the, the Romans piece there, too, because it sort of has a longer list oh, yeah, of yeah. sort of the negative, mm-hmm. too, yeah. uh, of, you know, hey, you, you, we understand here. I think this is what the, the writer is acknowledging, that you are going to run into toxicity. Oh, yeah in relationships with people. Mm-hmm. And when we use the term relationship, all we're talking about is, is human to human interaction. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, you know, do you technically have a relationship uh, with the person who, you know, blows up your feed and comments and calls you all sorts of names, or maybe you do that. I mean, hopefully we're not doing a whole lot of that. Mm-hmm. Right. But just the world that we live in with social media, We have human interactions, so we may not have a quote-unquote relationship with those people, but but in a way we do. We are connecting and interacting with them, and because of the way these platforms work, people are seeing it. People see how we interact with human beings. Now, that happens in the real world, too. It just may be all of the witnesses are people you may never see again. You don't know, but maybe they are, so... This is really, I think, about, like you said, it's not just about how we deal. This steals from the preacher this morning, right? If it's the people who we really love, yeah, dealing with them is not difficult, no, right? Easy. Yeah. That's easy. In fact, we're, we're inspired right. to be more loving to the people that are the most loving to us. Mm-hmm. It's whenever we move away from that on the spectrum. Yeah. What about the people who are the absolute hardest for you to love. I mean, everybody, you don't have to close your eyes again, but just think about who in your life right now is the hardest person for you mentally to wrap your head around loving that person. Yeah, and and I think for some people, that's going to surprisingly look different for some people because for some, and and that's, I guess, maybe if you get a little bit into it and I'm not trying to get super technical um, at all, but really like for some people, like they're going to immediately think of someone who's like mean or has done some hateful things and has really hurt them as valid. Like it's really hard to love those people, but there's also like, there's weird people. And I say weird people and, and, and not, not to like hurt anyone's feelings, but like there's, there's the people that like, it's, it's hard to love them because it's hard to understand them. And it, it's hard to like maybe find out where they're at in life because they're closed off or they do things so contrary to the way that you would do them that it's hard to make a connection. And so there's like, there's this like awkward distance that you've like, that, that like has been created. And so it's like, how do I, 
how do I even find a way in to love that individual? Right. Or, or maybe what they do is so for you, um, counterintuitive, like let's say maybe they're ungrateful. Oh yeah. Right. And so maybe you've tried to help, Mm -hmm. but you don't get, you don't get any sense of gratitude or, or, or any kind of acknowledgement. And so you're not getting, that's just an example, but let's say in this relationship, you are not receiving the feedback that you want to receive, yeah. that you feel like you should receive, that you feel like you're entitled to. You notice how it can kind of grow. Like oh, yeah. I should, you know, now if they're going to be like that, then I'm, I'm not going to do anything. I right. mean, you see, that's just a very human and understandable emotion. But I think what we're getting right here is, you know, when it says bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. It's almost like yeah, they had to say it twice because it's, it's not even just enough to bless them because sometimes it's a, it's a bless their heart type of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's bless and do not curse. Do not do the thing that is sort of the most intuitive emotional reaction, your initial emotional reaction to when people act ungrateful Mm -hmm. or when people, you know, persecute is not a word or or is not, not something we necessarily experience, but when somebody, um, you know, what, what, what is it? You know, all, you know, the words the kids use better than I do when somebody flames you, when somebody, when when it's a burn, when you get roasted, no, my kids are always using the word roasted. Oh, roasted. (laughs) When somebody roasts you, that's what we, that's the Eugene Peterson version here, right? (laughs) Bless those who roast you (laughs) bless and do not roast them back. Yeah. And that is very counterintuitive, not just for teenagers, but for all people, people of all age. Well, it's, it's just natural. I mean, like to, for, for, I mean, that's why I think that like there are laws against it or, you know, that there's like, okay, you know, you can't, you can't just do the thing that like probably immediately pops into your head. Like if you punch me, I'm going to want to punch you back. That's, you know, but you know, obviously we're getting into relationships and, and punch is, you know, more often than not, not physical. Right. It's, it's a, it's a word punch. Right. Or it's a passive aggressive punch or it's a gossip punch. It's a, Mm -hmm. well, let's say this to somebody else about that person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's finding ways to turn, to turn that into something that can become a blessing. Um, and that's really easy for me to say sitting in this chair, you know, talking into a microphone. Um, and very difficult to, you know, leave here and act it out practically. Um, but it is, it, it, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that it's less true because it's difficult. Um, Albus Dumbledore, um, <laughs> I'm going to quote him, but Lauren and yeah, I have we got, going it, Harry it. Potter references in episode seven and eight. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he, he said, I mean, he, he said, you know, now is the time to choose between, um, what is easy and what is right. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and so, you know, we're talking about these things that kind of come naturally. It's because sometimes it's just easier to do like in the moment, it's easier to be passive aggressive. It, it's, it's more reactive. It mm-hmm. just, yeah, it comes more naturally. Yeah. I don't want to have to think about it, you know, to have to sit there and like actually think about my actions and how they can affect someone else instead of just how it makes me feel in the moment, which would be better, um, is, you know, I, I you know, maybe punching that individual or being passive aggressive or saying something mean under my breath or go talking about them behind their back is makes me feel better because I got them back or they can now feel how I felt. Um, it, yeah. it's easier to do that than say, okay, the whole high road thing, right? Like, all right. Okay. Yes. They did something that wasn't great. I should probably pray for them. 
I should probably take a step back and say, okay, maybe what provoked that and how can I do something different so that doesn't happen? Yeah, and I want to make sure that we're clear about this, that this doesn't mean that you know people who act badly or or people who behave badly, that there shouldn't be consequences oh, yeah. for, for people doing that, sure. for people saying and doing things that they shouldn't do. Right. Um, I think a lot of this just has to do with how we, the, the healthiest ways for us to respond mm-hmm. to those situations. And I, I will acknowledge that a lot of times what we're dealing with are, are more about our feelings being hurt and not necessarily something that was, um, you know, something that, that, that crossed the line to being something, you know, not, not even something illegal, but something that's, uh, um, you know, just particularly evil and insulting. It may just, we just may feel slighted right. is my point. I think yeah, a lot of yeah, times yeah. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if there are, if there are toxic people, this is the point I want to make you know, there quite possibly could be toxic people in your life. There could be abusive people in your life, oh, yeah. in your family, around your family. And with those family, back to drawing the lines here, mm-hmm. you can absolutely draw some lines and some boundaries oh, yeah. with those people. You need to, you you should, mm-hmm. um, you know, for your own health, yeah. for your own spiritual, emotional health and well-being, for the well-being of your family. You, you you may need to do that. So I I don't want to I don't want anybody to get the wrong impression to think to, to say you're you're not supposed to be a, a doormat. Right. Um, but instead, I think we're talking about how do we deal with those everyday interactions that we have with people. The person who just slightly drives you a little crazy. You know how do you deal with that relationship? That's that ends up being, I think, more difficult than the person who you can't wait to talk to after the weekend to tell them what you did, hear about what they did mm-hmm. so that you can connect. Um, you know, those are two different worlds. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, as we... It's already it's already been like fifty minutes, which is crazy. As we as we get into this, you know, wrapping up, and I realized I said we were wrapping up, and I said like the timestamp when we did this yes. last time, and we had not like recorded the intro yet. So like <laughs> I know now that like the time was super off. I went back and listened to it, and was like, that's not what time we're at. <laughs> so um, it's funny looking back now, but we're not technically at like fifty. But for us right now, well, we we've we gotten some feedback, and there's. There's some people, I don't want to call anybody out, but some folks in the older generation um, that think that maybe we're going a little too long. <laughs> so if, if you think that, let us know. I mean, because Ro- Roman, Roman wanted to go two, three hours. Oh, and I was like, Roman, <laughs> I'm not sure, man. I don't know if we have that much content, brother. I just get excited. Um, Okay, so yes, I mean, as we as we consider like kind of the the idea of drawing lines, I mean, that's the whole point of this podcast. Yes. We're, we're we're getting into we're talking about relationships, and we talked about a whole lot um, in in this episode. But it's sort of like a um like a I don't know like a like a teaser or like a almost like a trailer into a primer. Uh, yes, yeah, I like it uh, for for the for for the coming weeks. Um, as as we you know get into this this holiday sort of relationship season really um it tends to be what it ends up being like sometimes and so um you know i, I think that as as we consider not making an attempt to draw lines at this moment um but 
as you you go through your your day to day relationships, um, because those are vitally important. Because I think those, in all honesty, those are probably the people that you have the best opportunity to, you know, disciple to show God's light, to show His love, and um, you know, and, and that may be going crazy deep or whatever. But but you have that you have that genuine opportunity because you have those relationships day in and day out. Well, these re- relationships. Another way to say what I think you just said is that these relationships are really your theology on display. So you can go back to some of the prior podcasts and we can talk about how we view scripture, how we view Genesis, or how we view morality. Mm -hmm. But again, going back to what I said at the very beginning of the podcast, if it's all just about how things are arranged in our heads, it never plays itself out in the way we actually treat people. I'm not sure it's worth much. Right. Right. Yeah. So th- this is this is our opportunity. It, it's how we treat each other, and I will add to this: how we treat ourselves. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we'll we'll probably focus in on that. You know, in future weeks, I, I think you know we can talk about love. We can focus in on love. We can talk about forgiveness. We can talk about drawing boundaries. I think there's a lot to talk about. We can talk about how important the way sort of we see ourselves and our relationship with God is to the way we see other people mm-hmm. and, and how we connect with them. Yeah. And so as, you know, as we get into, you know, the idea of what we're going to talk about next week, we're going to talk about relationships again, but with a more, uh, a bigger focus on or more honed in focus on love. And, and it really, I, I, I'm, I'm so glad we're going to do that. We've already touched on it, mm-hmm. but we want to talk about, I think about how love really can change the way we interact with everyone around us. Mm-hmm. All these different types of relationships that we've talked about, we really want to bore down on that and see how it impacts our actions. Yeah, I, I like the idea or the, the illustration of like love is kind of like this lens that you get to see everything through, especially our relationships. And so what does, you know, what, what are the relationships look like that you have or that we have or anybody has, what do those look like through, you know, a genuine love lens? And there's, there's different lenses though. I mean, we can get into all the plan is to get into all the, you know, the different Greek loves and, and, and maybe talk a little bit about each of those and how those can impact like every single relationship that you have. Um, obviously one of those being, you know, the, the, the agape, the unconditional love that we receive from God, which is just so vitally important, um, because, you know, forgiveness and mercy and grace flows from that constantly. And it's something that we need personally, but that we also need to be able to give. And I want to also make sure that we address, uh, it's almost kind of like the elephant in the room because for Christians, one of the ways that we define love when we're talking about non-Christians is really maybe we, we feel this it's incumbent upon us to to evangelize to to share the truth mm-hmm. to share the truth in love right right that there is this part of us that feels like we need to you know, hit people with morality back to our discussions on morality. Mm -hmm. I want to really talk about what it looks like to love people, specifically people who don't believe exactly what we believe. Oh yeah. I want to make sure, you know, again, we talked about, there's like the spectrum of people. There's the people who really love us, who that we, we love, you know, that make, Mm -hmm. make, 
they make our hearts burst when we think about them yeah. and they're easy to love, right? And they're the people that are hard to love. But I want to talk about the people who are outside our tribe, the people who we disagree with, mm-hmm. the people who there maybe there are enemies, not in like the classic biblical sense. Right. But I want to think about the people who don't agree with us. Mm-hmm. who don't believe exactly what we believe. What does it actually look like to love those people? Yeah. Do, do you just spout off what you believe? Is is that what, le- but do it in a, in a nice way, in a nice voice, in an inside voice? With a smile. Is that, what, is that speaking the truth in love? So I'm excited to get into that uh, next week as well. Yeah, like being able to meet people where they're at. I mean, it's a very Jesus thing to do. Um, and he's kind of full of love, right? So, um, you know, thank you guys so much for being with us, um, you know, listening with us now. Uh, we appreciate, you know, the the ratings and the comments that we've received and the feedback that we've gotten. Please, uh, if, you know, we, if you'd like to take time to subscribe um, or follow, I guess is, is really the word, on, uh, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it. Um, there is some kind of weird algorithm out there that kind of helps, you know, push the, 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 the podcast along. And, um, you know, we, we really just want to kind of reach as many people as we can. Um, I mean, mainly because I, I, I think there's just people that need to hear this. Um, and I, and I'm, and I'm not saying that to be, to sound like I'm like, I'm full of myself and I'm saying, no, we need to hear it too. But but absolutely. You know, I mean, I've said this, I don't know how many times, not maybe not necessarily on the, on the, on the podcast, but you know, like whenever I give a lesson or like I, I give a sermon or something like almost 99% of the time, it's because I need it. Sure. You know, like it's, it's, I'm, I've gone into that study or I've, you know, I'm looking more into that. It's because it's something that I'm struggling with. And so a lot of the things that we've talked about are just, you know, obviously they were, you know, sort of the timing worked out well for, for what we were doing, but it was also, you know, just something that I personally needed to talk about. And so it's just nice to be able to do that. And we have this medium, so why not do it? Um, so, you know, thank you guys for being with us now and we hope you guys have a blessed day.